Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And today we cook, we conclude. We're cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) We are concluding our theme of thou shall not yacht. It's so catchy. I think it's the best we've done. And I, our poor victims probably wish they had not yachted. Absolutely. Mm. Indeed. Amber gets to bring us a case while Charnel gets to sit back. And I recently listened to one of our podcasts in the car at the request of my 15-year-old son, taking oh, him to the orthodontist. Okay. Because he, he wanted to listen? Yeah, he wanted to listen. And I'm just driving down the highway, meaning I realized when you're talking, I'm so into your cases. All I say is, okay, okay. I yeah. feel like I do the okay. same thing. How annoying. I can't believe it. Thank you guys for hanging out with us still. Like, how obnoxious, Charnel. You guys so are I'm dedicated. Gonna, oh, I'm going to work on my we commentary. We should have a list of words, of response words. We could just pull one. Like, Definitely. Extraordinary. <laughs> Exceptional. Splendid. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. We rarely get to say that on a crime podcast, though. So we really Until they do. get arrested or something happens like that. But. Well, it's hard when you're into it and you don't know what's next. So you are. I say okay all the I know. time. Well, like, okay. And I'm talking to you on this podcast like I would in regular life. Like, mm-hmm. we literally are just two friends hanging out with microphones and, and headphones. And big headphones. Yes. That's, that's it. So that's why we do this. It gives us an excuse to see each other on the reg. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so what do you have? I'm ready. What do you have for me today? So I have a case, obviously involving a yacht, and I'm going to make a disclaimer before I start this case for everybody. So I am going to throw myself under the bus first and foremost. So in researching this case, this it it was pretty well covered when it came out. It was about 2006. That this okay. happened. Oh, my God. I said it again. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm with so, you. 48 Hours did a documentary. There was an ABC documentary. And when they covered the case, Skylar DeLeon, who is our primary murderer in this case, was identified as a male in those documentaries and throughout the murders that happened. As I'm doing my research, I'm getting ready to do my follow-up on the murderer, of course, as we usually do. Right. And so I find in recent articles and updates that Skylar DeLeon is now a female. Oh, okay. She has fully and legally transitioned to a female. Um, She has not had the surgery, but she has legally um, changed her sex to be female. Okay, and identifies as a female. And identifies as a female. So I, I want to honor that. I want to acknowledge that. Um, I do want to give the disclaimer that through my research and through the the events of this case, I am going to um, refer to Skylar as a male because factually that is what Skylar identified as through the documentary. At the time. Through the time of the case. When the crimes happened. That, Skylar that was is, a male. That's the facts. Okay. So I wanted to put that out there because I absolutely mean no disrespect in not honoring that piece. I do honor that piece. But I feel like 
to keep this case clear and concise and, and with the facts. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that is why we're going to do that today. Anything from 2009 on, I will refer to Skylar as a female. And, and I honor that, that that's what Skylar identifies as. I don't want to come across as unsupportive in any way, but I'm trying um, to make this as clean as possible. Yeah. And well, some of the and things. Like you said, factual. We've always been very big on wanting to make sure that we get real facts. And I think that makes sense to me, Amber. In 2006, Skylar identified as a male. Those are the facts. Those mm-hmm. are the facts for our victims, our mm-hmm. poor victims. They were dealing with a male at that time. And anything that is 2009 and on, Skylar identified as a female. So I think it's totally appropriate, like you said, from yes. that point, you will identify, or you will, you know, recognize recognize. That. Her. That is who she is. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things because there's parts of the case that, you know, when Skylar did identify as a male, it just, you know, factually, it kind of fits in. And I don't want it to get confusing to anyone. But again, Definitely. we were talking. I, I feel like this is one of those issues that we could easily upset someone. Please know that our intention is to present the case and not to offend. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, always. I mean, we're never worried about offending murderers. Correct. But, but our listeners, our listeners, we don't want to do absolutely that. not. We love you all dearly, and that would never, ever be our intentions. But And in the work that we do, I mean, I would never, yes. ever want to um, give off the assumption that I would be unsupportive. Definitely. But two social workers here. Two We're social very workers. Su- very supportive of all people. But we definitely want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want to bring the facts to this case. So I'm yep. doing the best I can. Well, and I just feel, I do feel that it brings uh, the proper, our, our purpose here is to tell victims stories because they're not here to tell it themselves. And yeah. this was their reality. Unfortunately, they were dealing with a male perpetrator. So it, you know, it is what it is, but just know, please understand and be kind in your comments. If you are offended by this personally message us, please don't publicly shame us. We educate us, whatever, you know, we're trying our best here and we would never want to offend anyone, but these are the facts of the case and we can't change that. We can't, if we could, we, we could undo all of our cases and that'd be amazing, but we can't change history. So it is what it is. And I so appreciate you giving that disclaimer right from the beginning. And yeah, so, I figured I should probably just put it out there because there is differences in the updated information and the 2006 information when this murder sure. happened. Yeah. When the yeah. murders happened. There's two of them. Oh, okay. Are you ready to I'm get ready. into this? Put, put your scuba gear on. Okay. We're getting, we're diving in. We're di- we're, More we're, sea jokes. Uh, <laughs> I can't resist. <laughs> oh, um, you didn't even mention semen. I nice know. Job. For our second case. Our second yacht case. We're going to be talking about Tom Hawks and Jackie Hawks. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I think I told you this earlier in the week that it's easy when you're covering cases where the victim is kind of a jerk. Yes. Not so easy when, when the victims are good people. Of course. And so we have... Oh, are the Hawks really good the people? The Hawks are amazing people. <sighs> Wonderful human beings. So this, you know, this one tugged at the heartstrings a little bit this week when I was researching it. So I'm going to tell you about them, of course, and tell you how wonderful that they that they are. Mm-hmm. 
Tom Hawks, he was a, a probation officer for over 20 years. Oh. And he was actually a former bodybuilder, too. Wow. So he handled he, the stress of his job by working out. By doing some workouts, <laughs> yes. And so Tom was described by his colleagues and his friends as an all-around good guy. He was a great probation officer. He actually cared about his, you know, the people that he was working with and what was going on in their lives. He took the time to talk to them and really listen really to them. actually help them? Yes. Oh, so good. he was he was a great PO, mm-hmm. as we call them. Yep. And so he had two sons with his first wife, and they were named Matt and Ryan. I shouldn't say were because they are still oh, okay. here with us right, today. Right, all right, Matt and Ryan. Matt and Ryan. So the marriage with his first wife, it didn't uh, go well. It ended in divorce. I'm not sure what happened in regards to that. I'm not sure the details but they did end up splitting. So Tom ends up raising the two boys mostly on his own. Not sure where mom was in that. Okay. But Tom had the two boys primarily raising them as a single dad. And he did a great job from what the boys say. He was a really good dad. He was active in their lives. He was a tough dad. Well, he's a PO officer. He's he's a PO. He doesn't want his children ending up on his caseload. Yes, exactly. On his co-worker's caseload. The boys said that they were raised to be tough. He was, you know, it was the tough love. Mm -hmm. uh, One of the boys said that when they would cry, he'd be like, you got to toughen up. I know it's sad. (laughs) But I don't think this was in a cruel way. Tom was a pretty good-sized guy. I don't know tall. why, but I was picturing a burly man. He is. He is. And you will see with pictures. With he was like tall. a friendly smile. Yeah. Um, he had a Tom Selleck physique going on. Oh, okay. He would sport a really nice mustache I or beard. I was waiting for the mustache. He pulled it off. I'm not going to lie. If I was around back in the day, I might have said, hey, hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. What's up, Tom? Hi, Tom. Want to buy me a drink, Tom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that stash. All right. And that beard. You, you know I love me a beard. I know. I do. But, oh, that was the chair. <laughs> Edit that out. Are we back to that? <laughs> I just scooted. Sorry. Okay. So, anyway, Tom was a good-looking guy. He was really muscular, really tall. He was a guy's guy, and that's what they, they describe him as. I am picturing Tom Selleck. Yeah. So, now you've got the picture mm-hmm. of Tom as a dad. Anyway, he, he introduced the boys as his pride and joy to other people. He loved his boys. Mm-hmm. And he was a big-time joker. They, they said he was... He was 57, but he was 12 at heart. Oh. <laughs> Loved to play around. He was a, you know, funny guy. Sounds like my husband. Yeah. Now for the love story. Tom was a single dad for quite a while, raising the boys, but love did come, come a-knocking. Oh, I love love stories. I know. And this is like the good type of love that we all want so badly. He met Jackie at a chili cook-off. Isn't that oh, adorable? Yes. What like, a what do they call those meat cutes? <laughs> where you're I like, haven't heard of them. Yeah, where you like have a really cute story about meeting. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, meat cute. Yeah, so they they met at a local chili cook-off. I want to meet my man's that way. I want you to plowing too. down. Yes, a being bowl of chili. like the beast on Beauty yes. and the Beast with it all over your face, and, and he's, and he's like, like, she's the one. Absolutely. That's her. He hands you a napkin. Is like, can I get that for you? You're you've never wouldn't that been be so, sexy. so beautiful? It would. I want you to have that. Thank you. I, I want. <laughs> I'm that now for signing us up for every local chili cook-off just so it'll happen. I can cook a, a mean pot too. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. After the chili cook-off, they really hit it off. They fell very hard for each other. 
they did get married, and Tom's boys loved Jackie. Oh, and they said that she was a, a mom to them. Right yeah. away, she took on that motherly role. Aww. And how old were they when Jackie came into the picture? Do you know? <laughs> you know, I am not sure on their ages. Okay, but I believe they were probably around like eight to ten. Okay, because there's yeah. Pictures. I was trying to get a picture of like, are we talking preteens? Are we talking infants? Okay, yeah, we're so. talking. They were still young. Okay. But I, I would say just seeing some of the pictures, like maybe seven to ten, eight to ten mm-hmm. when she came around. Okay, and. She really took on the motherly role. I believe that was her. I mean, Tom continued to work for a little while, and she took care of the boys. And they said they loved Jackie coming around because dinners got way better. (laughs) And this part made me laugh so hard. It was in one of the documentaries. Tom's son talks about that his dad would make what Tom would call his famous goulash, and he would make a massive pot for like a week and that is all they would eat (laughs) so jackie would actually cook you know other meals meals. yeah so they were so happy about that they were so grateful so i didn't find a ton of background information on jackie you know her upbringing and and all of that but i i will tell you she looks like the sweetest person alive and i think the the reason this case is harder is because there's a lot of video footage they did a lot of um, recording oh, home videos home that videos. family oh yeah they have oh. a lot of home videos and Jackie just she has just a warmth in her face and her eyes you can tell she loved Tom and she loved the boys and so mm. the way the family describes her as basically Tom's right hand whatever he wanted to do whatever ideas he had she was right there supporting him and okay let's mm-hmm. do it you know mm-hmm. That kind of gal. Way to set us up just to tear us down, I'm, Amber. To rip your souls out. Yeah, great. Thanks. Making us feel all warm and fuzzy. Just I to... know. And it, it is. They're such a good couple and a good family. And they were so family-oriented mm. that it hurts. Mm-hmm. Tom wanted to live life on the sea. It was one of his longtime dreams. Wow. Like on, like on a Having a yacht. Okay. A straight-up yacht and living out at sea. And retiring yeah. and, and I get it. traveling around yeah. in his yacht. Oh, beautiful. I, I don't fault him for uh, that. For sure. I don't disagree, Absolutely. Tom. You are right. So after the boys had grown up, they were out of the house. That is exactly what Tom and Jackie did. They wow. bought a yacht and they uh, put their house up for sale. And it's so just like people getting a motorhome. It is. And traveling the country. Camping um, around, but yep. on the water. But yes. I've got to say, I think I might like the water better if I knew how to drive a yacht. There is that part. I, there is that. I barely function driving my Jeep. So I I agree. I, I don't, don't think anyone should I trust do. me with a yacht. Twinsies. <laughs> so they end up purchasing a 55-foot gorgeous yacht, and I love the name of it. So the yacht was called the Well-Deserved. Oh. <gasps> Oh, and the family said, what a fitting name because they did deserve it. They worked hard. Tom worked really hard. So the well-deserved was that is a really cool name, isn't it? I I love that name. I like it. There's always a story behind the name. I know. And I think that's amazing. It's really neat. I I will never forget uh, being in the Bahamas. I was on a cruise. um, So we had docked. And so we were you know, in the area where other yachts could come up and, and dock. So there I am sweating profusely. Of course, it's a 
Caribbean. Looking disheveled from the wind. And Bill Gates' yacht was parked in the Bahamas. He was not present, but his yacht, they had brought it in because he may stop by. Oh, sure. I just remember thinking, like, you'll never have that life. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never know. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was like a house. What was it called? The water. Did it have a name? I don't remember. I mean, they all have names. I know. I should have looked, but I didn't. I was in awe of the massiveness of this vessel oh, yeah yeah that's not at all like the type that i've been on before just so you were clear <laughs> <laughs> i should have went up and just like touched it but i don't know mine's like it probably would have been taken 30 down. or 40 foot or something like that that's not it was, it was huge not. it was so cool wow. to see it though it was just you know he wasn't even there but he i bet may but he may so he had his by. captain mm-hmm. wrangle it up in case the the mood struck him to yeah. go to the bahamas and get on his yacht so I saw Bill wow. Gates' yacht. I, I can't. I mean, imagine what that life is like. Practically a celebrity now. You are. I <laughs> thought it was cool to see Kid Rock's house. So from the water, but yeah, yeah all right, you win. I won up, Jeff. You win. So back to Tom and Jackie. So Jack, Tom and Jackie. This is the part that makes my heart feel peace in this case is that they truly lived their best frickin' life out there at sea. Oh, good. They have all of these recordings. Tom swimming with the dolphins. They're seeing sharks and whales and recording sunsets. And Jackie and her sweet voice is just, you know, like... Enjoying retirement. Yeah, and their voices just sound so joyful on these recordings. Like, ah, this is indescribable to be Mm -hmm. out here. And it's just like, oh, they... And they loved each other so much. They were so in love. They were out there at sea. You would have to be in love to be out at sea. All the time. All the time with one other person. And they didn't try to throw one another overboard. Right, that's not where this murder case is going. No, so (laughs) that makes my heart happy that Uh, they had this, they really had a good life before all of this takes a horrific turn. So I tried to remember that because it did. It made me very teary-eyed watching the documentaries. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, but they lived such a good life together. So I'm happy that they they got that. So Tom and Jackie lived at sea for a couple years. They were traveling around the world. Sailing. Sailing around. and Technically, it's not sailing on a yacht. There is no sail. What do we call it? Cruising? Can't do that. Our seamen listeners are going to be like, oh, they will oh, come at us. Don't call that Nuh-uh. sailing. Yeah. Um, yep. They're just boating. They were boating. Yeah. Okay. They're, wait, what was, they're vagabonding. They're, yes, that is, yes, that's what they're I doing. Another reason to say it. So they went around the Pacific Ocean, the Gulf of California. They had beautiful adventures. And then something happened. Something really amazing happened. So their oldest son, Matt, because Jackie referred to Matt and Ryan as her boys, of course. too. Matt and his wife. So they became pregnant with their first baby, and this was the first grandchild for Jackie and Tom, and they were beyond excited. Oh, sure. Like, so, so excited <laughs> to have this baby coming. So the baby does arrive. They call the they call the baby Baby J. I don't know sure. what the full name was. Right. If the parents don't want it disclosed, then it's protected. Yep, that's totally it's, fine. Um, under 18 at the time. But so Baby J arrives. The videos are plentiful. Proud grandparents. It's adorable. Like they love this baby so much. And this really gets them thinking about their life at sea that they had started out to to do. And they decide that being grandparents are more important than traveling. Right. And And being being a part of their grandchild's life. So they make the decision that they're going to 
put the well-deserved up for sale oh, and, wow. and move to be closer to um, their grandchild. Okay. So Tom and Jackie decide to put the uh, well-deserved up for a measly $435,000. Oh, is that all? That is all they were asking. No big deal. Everyone's got it lying around. And <laughs> so they put Today, the, it would be way more than that. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. For sure. For a 55-footer, you said? Yes, 55 yeah, foot. Really and that's me. a very, very beautiful yacht from yeah. the pictures. Maybe so, they priced it well to get it going, to you know, because they were anxious to get Yeah, back. they wanted to get a house, mm-hmm. you know, close by to their children. You can get a children and pretty damn good house for 435 At least where we live. Yeah. <laughs> some, where some people are listening from, they, they might like, be like, no. no. <laughs> so they put the well-deserved in a small boating magazine to advertise okay. it. Okay. Oh, no. I don't think I like where this is going. Uh, yeah, this is, you're not going to like where it's going. So the advertisement is, um, you know, it catches the attention of the uh, primary suspect in our case here. His name at the time is it's Skylar de Leon. De Leon. And I, I hate to admit that I like that last name. It it's fun to say. It is a catchy name. Mm-hmm. And I found myself thinking that too as I'm researching. I'm like, God, that's a good, it's a good it name. Is. I hate, I hate that I like it. We're gonna we're gonna pause here with all of the goodness because I'm going to tell you about Skylar okay. and a little bit of background, who the person Skylar was, and just give you that info. Okay. That piece. So hold hold on. So Skylar De Leon was born August twelfth of nineteen seventy nine. His biological name was actually John Julius Jacob. Let me try I'm that again. Schmidt. I said the same thing when I was doing this, when I was researching this. Um, so his biological name was John Julius Jacobson Jr. Wow. Jingleheimer Schmidt. For sure. Why? His would name you- is my name too. <laughs> you know the drill. I do. But why would you do that to an infant? That is a lot of J's in one name. It's too much. So he changed his own name to Skylar de Leon. On an acting profile. Okay, good. Skylar tried good to get job. into some acting, which we'll we'll get to that in a moment. And there was a couple of reasons that I had found he had changed his name. One was, one reason was that he wanted to deter from his abusive father. Okay, his father's name. And so then, that, yeah, because he was junior, so someone else had given their baby that poor name as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that is one of the reasons that I found another reason could be that Skylar was a gender neutral name. I found that sure. later on. Right, right. So. As, as speculation. Yes. Okay. Still good strong name. It is easier to say good, than I mean John Jacob Jean, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes. Junior. <laughs> it's it flows a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And so Skylar did not have a, a great childhood as many of our murderers. Sure. Um, experience. His father was deeply into selling drugs. He was a big time manufacturer and distributor mm-hmm. of drugs. Um, not cool, man. Not, not cool. cool. His father was abusive. I don't know that his mother was around um, that much. I did not find much on on mom. I think that Skyler was fending for himself at a pretty young mm-hmm. age. That's too bad. Skyler said he never really felt loved by anyone growing up. And he, in one of the interviews, basically said he didn't care much about his life, so oh. he didn't care about anybody else's So why either. would he value anyone else's? He did try to make something of himself when he was younger. He did try to get into acting somewhat. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's a hard 
career to get into with lots of rejection. And and I will say that Skyler was a good looking kid. I mean, he's got the headshots. He mm-hmm. tried to get into um, different TV shows. He was able to land a little gig on um, the Power Rangers, if you remember. Oh, do I remember? Of course I remember. One of my all-time favorites. Yes. I would play Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. I was the Red Ranger. Okay. I was always the pink one, and my heart belonged to the White Ranger. Oh, okay. okay. So, but he did land a little gig on the show. Now, Skyler would tell people that he was a famous celebrity and he sure. was like the Red Ranger. I mean, like he could have told me time. that and I would have been like, you are right, sir. Yeah. You are a big time celebrity. That wasn't entirely true. And in one of the the interviews that Skyler does, the reporter, she asks him, you know, she's like, so you would tell people you were a big time star? And he's like, yeah. And she said that, but that wasn't true, right? And he's like, no, that wasn't true. And the reporter just, like, calls him. She's like, so you were just an extra on the show. And he's like, yes, that's correct. So Skylar didn't. Yes, thank you for taking away all of my pride and glory that I had. Skylar wasn't actually a a regular on the show. He was not a ranger. He was an extra three times on on the show. So, But I'm sure that was great for him, and that meant a lot. Everyone starts somewhere. And for a kid that didn't have much growing up, I'm he kind of magnified that. Yeah, that'd so, be a big deal. I get yeah. it. Sure. Again, we feel sorry for the child, not for the adult that becomes a murderer. That's about as far as the acting goes for Skyler. And then to get away from his home entirely, he enlisted into the Marines right after oh. school. Um, he So he goes away immediately. And he was not successful in staying in the Marines. He went AWOL. And wow. so he, you know, that did not pan out well definitely not so when he comes back home his life is really not going anywhere he's not he has nothing going for him essentially Mm -hmm. yikes so that is about the time that he meets a young girl named jennifer henderson jennifer was a small town girl um living in a lonely world (laughs) i got a lonely world yes and and it was reported that her life was really not going the greatest either And she didn't have a whole lot going on for her at the time. And so they find each other. And they find each other during these low points in their their lives. As we so often see. So the two of them met through a random email. And I don't know what that means, but that's what Skylar reports as as how they met. I don't know if it was a dating. I don't know if dating sites were a thing back then in 2006. I don't. Were they? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it was something like that. I like how I say that like I was on them. No, I wasn't. (laughs) Your secrets are revealed here. My gosh. Crime Curious. (laughs) So a few weeks after um, they were messaging back and forth, they decided to meet up at the local mall. And they they headed off, obviously, and and they fall for each other. So Skyler and Jennifer become a pretty serious item. The Orange County prosecutor Matt Murphy that works that worked this this case, he essentially knows everything about the two of these people at this mm. point. So he describes Skyler as a major manipulator and a complete con man. Oh, okay. And Jennifer was, in his words, a spoiled brat. Oh. So, well, that's quite the picture you've painted. The, the two of them were a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. to say the least. Jennifer was reported to wear the pants in the relationship, and she was dominating. And Skylar basically, um, and Skylar really paints the picture himself that he essentially did what she said. Mm. 
She called the shots. She made the decisions. She went along with it. Okay. And he went along with it. So the two of them ended up getting married shortly after meeting. And then their daughter Haley arrived pretty quickly. Okay. So she got pregnant fast. Right away. Mm-hmm. So after Haley arrived, Skylar was feeling that pressure of being a father yeah. and providing for his family. He also was struggling to hold a steady job at the time, so the family wasn't getting a lot of stable, income. regular income. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were living in a garage apartment at their in-laws. So, oh, like the mother-in-law suite that's above it? Um, yeah. That's it probably was what it Something was. like that. I saw pictures of the apartment. It was really small. It was not. Yep. A luxurious place. So they, you know, they didn't want to be there. Jennifer was getting restless with it. Skylar was becoming desperate to find something to provide for his family. A job apparently was not (laughs) in the question. (laughs) Like, we can't go that route. So he starts uh, turning to committing burglary and robbing people, stealing things. And and that does end end him a, a little... About in jail. A little stint? Did he do a little a stint? stint? So he was in jail for a while, and this is when the, the couple pretty much hits rock bottom. Um, they're $80,000 in debt, which Yikes. I don't know how you I do. I don't know either without owning Without anything. owning a house. <laughs> a car, you know, I don't know. Maybe they did own a car. I'm not sure. But, like, they, when I saw that, it was like, how do you manage that living in a garage apartment? Right, right. But they did. Okay. So at this point, Jennifer is like, you have to do something. We have to, something's got to give from, here. From We're jail? desperate. You have to do something from um, jail? He did get oh, out of when? jail. This is after he yeah. got out. So okay. he, he had a he had that stay in a jail. A stint. And, then and he gets out. They have no income. And now that's on his record. So it'll be super easy for him to get a right, job now. Right. And Jennifer's pregnant again. Sure. With their second child. Of course. Why wouldn't she be? So things are getting tight. There's no money. This is the point in time that Skylar sees the ad for the well-deserved, and he responds to the ad. So Yes, yes. In I, case you I'm, were wondering. I know he does not have nearly $500,000 for did not. this yacht. You, you literally took my, my next sentence. Huh. He did not have the $435,000. They were asking for the well-deserved. So this was a completely hideous plan from the beginning. I just want to, I just don't want to go any further. I know. I don't want to go any I just want to leave you with the beautiful image of them like swimming with the dolphins and sunsets. That's what they're still doing today. Oh. So Skylar responds to the ad and he realizes that the job that they had planned, he could not do this alone. So he does some recruiting. The first person that he recruits is a corrections officer that he actually met when he was in jail by the name of Alonzo Machain. I Sounds shady. I do believe. Mr. Machain. The, the Skyler that you see in the interviews and the picture that's painted, I believe that any anyone that Skyler's friending is for some kind of advantage. So I... Okay. I wouldn't even be surprised, and this was not in anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if that friendship was formed for some kind of advantage. While he was in jail? While he was mm-hmm. in jail. Just yeah. a thought. It's very manipulative. Very manipulative. Alfonso McChain. Alonzo oh, McChain. I'm you sorry. Were... <laughs> I like Alfonso better, but. Alonzo. I was so Just close. Alonzo. <laughs> Alonzo McChain. So, Do I have anything on Machine? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> we need the drum sound, like the doo doo. That was that so was a bad. good one. I have a bad dad joke. My waistline got larger right when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming a bad dad joke. Go, go pull out your white New Balances yes. and give us another one. And bring on my soft, shitty body. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one covered. <laughs> So before we move forward, I want to paint the picture of Skylar DeLeon. The prosecutor says, you know, as far as manipulation level, that he's never seen anything like Skylar and the impact that he could have on people. And I have to agree, when you see those interviews, he is smiling, he is charming, Mm -hmm. he is sweet, soft-spoken. Like, you would not, you don't picture a murderer. I know, it's always shocking. The level of minimizing. Mm Mm-hmm. The lack of remorse and just the way it's almost like a Ted Bundy yeah. type of, of, yeah, you know, just can really charm you. If well, I and s- it's easier for good looking people to charm people. It's just it is. psychologically true. Yeah. If so. we if we had like, you know. Be weary of good looking people. <laughs> don't ever trust them. Skylar was a good looking person. And, and had so all of his teeth. He had all of his teeth. It's and easy to be manipulated by someone with a full set. Of chompers. With teeth, yeah. <laughs> if we didn't know what we what we know, I would never guess this, this person to mm-hmm. be a, a cold-blooded killer. Moving along. So Alonzo Machain. Alonzo was described as unsophisticated. He was really young. He didn't have any experience, and he appeared to be easily influenced. I do not know why I'm surprised. I cannot think of a better combo for a manipulator to target and I he mean seeks them out they're, absolutely they're brilliant they're smart enough to know so that's why manipulate. I'm saying like I feel like this was there was some kind of pre-planning even at that time yep Skylar, like I should befriend this guy because I, yep, could, use I him. could use him for something I don't know if the plan you know I don't know well, that and he the, was a corrections officer and everything right yep. perhaps he even used him to his advantage while he was in absolutely jail. So Skylar calls Tom Hawks uh, and expressed interest in the yacht. And on November 6th of 2004, Skylar and Alonzo go down to the water to meet Tom and Jackie to talk about the boat. Tom, as we mentioned before, he was a probation officer for over 20 years. Yeah. And this is not his first rodeo. So Tom, uh, he was a little suspicious from the beginning um, because as they as they put it in the documentary, Skyler and Alonzo didn't look like the type of guys that would be in the market for, for a yacht of a that four hundred thousand dollar yacht. I'm really surprised that they did not make him submit a pre purchase, um, a, a pre approval or something like that from the bank, or some sort of letter from the bank if they were paying cash that conceded that they could afford something yeah. like that because that is pretty typical with more high-end sales. Okay. And not that I with have you ever. and your fancy life, right. I didn't even know that. There's a whole side of me that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me carry on with my peasant uh <laughs> ways over here. But no. So I and that's a good point. I mean, in the future anybody selling yes, a big if you're having yacht, a big like, purchase that. of some sort, make sure that there's something legitimate from a bank or that's confirming that these people the, sure. usually, and I only know this stuff front through real estate and whatnot, not because I know anything, but it's usually to prevent lookers and, and from wasting time, wasting and scammers. Yeah. Yeah. Lookers and scammers. That Isn't that a shame if they would have just yeah. done that. Provide this to us. As they're talking that day, Tom's not buying it. He's suspicious from the beginning. He didn't like them very well. 
But in conversation at some point, Jackie is bragging about her grandson and, you know, just talking about mm. him and Skylar sees a foot in the door. Mm. So he immediately calls Jennifer mm-hmm. and, is, and says, you have to get down here and bring the baby and put these people's minds at ease that we're legit and we're okay. So she does. She comes down with Haley. Look at the baby. Jackie. Uses her, his child. Uses the freaking child. And my stomach hurts. Of course, Jackie, being the sweet, loving person that she is, she eats this up with a spoon. She is who does love with it's the baby. It's a baby. Yep. She, so she is sold, and that convinces them that, okay, they're good people. We can trust them. You know, they're, they're they legit. They can have well-deserved mm-hmm. for the low, low price of $435,000. So, yes, for just <laughs> for the little teeny price of four thirty-five. So they they decide to go forward with um, making arrangements for a test a test, test sale, run of course a test oh s- not sale sorry all my sailors out there a test, a test drive drive yes because you do drive a yacht also during this initial meeting Skyler admits that he was sizing Tom up at the time with the mindset of can I take this guy. Mm. Can I not take this guy? As we mentioned, and as you will see, Tom, Tom is not a small guy. Yeah. Skylar is okay. a smaller person. Tom is a former bodybuilder. He's buff. Yeah. He's tall. He's a he's a good sized guy. He realizes that Alonzo Skylar and Alonzo cannot. And tell me Alonzo is about four eleven. Wait until you see it. I think Alonzo's taller, but he's like a buck twenty. Okay. Not a big guy, not a strong <laughs> right. guy, you know. So one of the things that he says to Alonzo that I read, this was funny. He's uh, Skylar says, I could probably take him, but I think it might be better to have an extra person. <laughs> I'm sorry, child. No, 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 no. No, no. You are not going to be that, able to take that him. That means you know that you can't. Yep. Yep. And and that is another thing. It's like, oh, they could not have done this alone. No. So Tweedledee and Tweedledum, <laughs> they recruit another team member to help them out on this mission and this is a man by the name of john fitzgerald kennedy jfk i was like not the one we're thinking of no um those are strong names though i know john fitzgerald Fitzgerald kennedy Kennedy. so he was a gang member okay i was just gonna say why does he know so many shitty people that makes sense okay Mm -hmm. he was he was involved with the wrong crowd jfk was involved with the insane crips he was arrested more than oh, 20 yeah, the times. Mm-hmm. And he was a very large, strong man. Okay. And also a man that clearly did not care about getting uh, into trouble no, with the law. Yeah, yeah. So he was perfect for the job. He was somebody that could physically take Tom. Yeah. Um, and that's what like they needed. like a bouncer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. So on November 15th, the three men have a meeting with Tom and Jackie, and they plan to test drive the well-deserved. JFK even wore a suit, and Skylar told the couple that he was their accountant. Now wait until you see JFK. I'm just saying. First of all, anytime somebody says your accountant is this big bull of a man, He's not sitting crunching numbers every crunching day, guys. Numbers. It's not what he's doing. Those sorry. thick fingers can't manage a calculator. Absolutely not. He, I was like, oh, you precious couple, why? Also, why are you, people don't bring their accountant on their test drives? And I just think that 
Tom and Jackie were such good natured people that they oh his buddies like they wanted to give yeah. you know they Who they believe in the want good. to go for a boat ride us being like the true crime jaded people we are yeah. I'm not falling for that no no and but... that suit barely fits you yeah. you don't wear it every day to work <laughs> your thighs are bursting out of yeah. the, those the pants seams. sir I don't buy it <laughs> no I. There's wrinkles in your shirt. Yep. You're a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, it just breaks my heart that they fell for it. You know, yeah. they're such good, good intended people and probably saw the good in everybody. I don't know. But right, of course. So the well, well deserved. And here Tom is an old bodybuilder might have been like, hey, maybe he's a bodybuilder on the side too to, to de-stress from all of his math his, that he does every accounting day. accounting every day. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> Those checks and balances really get you. They are stressful. I mean, I'm not knocking accountants. I can do it. I think statistically, accountants have uh, shorter lifespans. And dentists. Oh. They have a high suicide mm, rate. That makes sense. For sure. Mouths are gross. Exactly. I don't want to go diving into mouths I don't day. either. The well-deserved heads out to sea, and they head off out of the waters of Newport Beach. Okay. And Tom and Jackie were guiding the boat at the time. I want to take a look at the plan. Oh, my gosh. So this is the dial the diabolical plan that was in place. That the Three Stooges had. That the Three Stooges had. I think I actually mentioned them later. We are the same. We are the same. (laughs) And it's so fitting. So this is the diabolical plan that they had come up with as they get onto the well-deserved. So Skylar mentions in regard to the plan that nothing was really 100% serious until it was too late. Meaning that he really didn't know what was going to happen when they got onto the boat and the detectives are like, yeah, no. This was meticulously planned out the for weeks. The detectives are like, eat a dick, Skylar. They, you are a liar. They they really were. They said that Skylar was perfectly capable of making clear decisions, executing those decisions, and seeing his plans out. And that's mm. exactly what he did. Sorry, but you don't just get onto a yacht all willy-nilly with mm-hmm. your bouncer and your Left hand man, yeah. whatever Alfonso. 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 I want him to be Alfonso <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. But. So this was very planned out. Even though Skylar, as he does with all of all of this, tries tried to, to deny minimize and minimize. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we don't really know what was going to happen when we got on the boat. No, no you know. Whoops. They were they were loaded with handcuffs, tasers. <laughs> Right? Like, oh, we'll see what happens. It's a typical Saturday night. Let, let me just grab my taser. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't some, know. Hand, some cuffs. Yeah. just We'll see where the night takes us. A bottle of wine. I right. mean, it sounds like it could be fun. I right. don't know. <laughs> For sure. But unfortunately, they had ill intentions. So the plan was not just to steal the yacht from the couple, but to also take their life savings as well. Oh, sure. Because why Why stop at the yacht? Right. So Why stop at the yacht in their lives? You go, take yeah. Their life savings too. You got to take it all. So they brought on board fake documents that the couple were to sign, and that would give them power of attorney of the financials and the possession of the yacht. I'm sorry, what? R- right? I'm sorry. That's why you I said think, the plan. Oh my gosh. You think that this the is going to hold up? Thank you. As the, I'm reading this, I'm like, this. Wow. This their sons aren't going to have something to say about this. Right. This sweet couple died for this plan. Wow. And it makes me so angry. So after the boat was out at sea for a bit, Skylar goes downstairs into the the lower deck area, and then JFK follows him, claiming to be seasick. 
Oh, that tight suit. You mean, I was going to say, it's, it's gotten off the, the air he, supply. He it's probably had popped a button at yes. that point. And so he goes down. Like how the big man can't handle himself he, some seat. Yeah, he's, he's a delicate flower on the inside. But he wanted to go on the yacht trip. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. He's probably like, I'm just an accountant. I don't, uh, I don't yeah. handle the sea you well. Sit behind a desk all day. Yeah, not used to this, this you know, motion. So they go downstairs. They don't, which makes it worse, by the way. It is much worse downstairs. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. So they don't come back up. They're they're down there for a while, and Tom eventually is wondering what's going on, and so he goes to to check and see, you know, are they okay? What are they doing? And at that point, they. That is when they attack Tom um, on the lower deck. Jackie was on the upper deck with Alonzo, and apparently he was very nervous and jittery at the time. Yeah, McChin. He's the weak link here. Yeah, definitely. He and so Jackie hears the scuffle break out, and she is able to see that they're overtaking Tom at the time. Oh. This was Alonzo's key to do his part, and so he then takes the taser out, tasers Jackie and overtakes her, handcuffs her. Jackie was brought down to the lower deck with Tom. The two of them were handcuffed, bound, arms and legs, and uh, gagged Mm. with duct tape over their mouths and their eyes. I can't imagine how horrible that would be. Before they were duct taped, Jackie was basically begging for her life and screaming. She was shouting at Skylar, how could you do this? You brought your baby to meet us? Yeah. We trusted oh, she, you? She connected that. Yeah. She the baby. It sounds like she was just, I mean, desperately begging for her life and just, you know, such, screaming. Right. Like, at the same time, you are such a slimy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you have the capacity to do such a horrible yep. thing? Yeah. And I don't think they could wrap their brains around that, especially no. Jackie. And so You're standing in the presence of pure evil. Exactly. So the couple, they were lined up back to back at the time. This this was so sad. Tom, all he could do in that moment was like caress her hand. I knew you were going to say that. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. That's what I was picturing him doing. It, this is where I, I was like ugly I sobbing. I the, knew you were going to say that. And he was telling her things like, it's okay. Where gonna we're going to go yeah. is, a, is a better place and we'll be together. And I feel like the reason I was picturing, like, picturing that is because that's exactly in that moment what I would be doing. And what my husband and I would be doing. Because what else can you do? You can, and there, yeah, there was nothing. You have to take those last moments to be with each other. And so that was. Oh, you are wrecking me. I know. It's so sad. And so this was like their, essentially their last moment together too. Like that last moment of comfort that they had together. They loved each other so much. And they just were trying to sell their boat because they wanted to be grandparents. Right. It doesn't get more pure than that. I know. Like, th- there, there is no more pure intention than that right there. And did I mention that they have, like, the best tans ever? No. God damn it, Amber. They are so bronzed and beautiful. <laughs> Both of them. They're like Greek god and goddesses. Such good tans. Oh, babies. And I want them to be remembered for that as well <laughs> because they are amazing. Way to go. You, we are the only podcast that has told this story and mentioned their tans. I, I, I would like sure. to believe that. <laughs> but they do. They have really good color. At this time, Skylar, he breaks out the documents for the couple to sign. They even have like a fingerprint thing. So they rolled the couple's pad. fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a, a pad. It was probably like... From Hobby Lobby or it something. Was. I don't it, know. From where you used to make stamps. <laughs> yes. Remember making your own there were stamps, some flower and all that stamps stuff. around yeah. them. It was the ink pad from that. So they roll their finger uh, fingerprints and they have the couple sign 
the documents for power of attorney and to sign the yacht over mm-hmm. to Skyler. The couple comply with all of this, and it sounds like Tom was, was very compliant with all of this because they were hoping there was some chance that they could still save their lives. Right. Like here, so he we've, signs. We've signed this. Yep. Yep. Everything that he worked hard for, worked hard mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's sign- basically signing these things over to this little pipsqueak. shit bags. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Uh, so Tom and, and Jackie, after they um, they signed the documents. Meanwhile, the, the well-deserved is continuing out to sea. And Skylar plugs in coordinates to go to the deep waters of Catalina Island, which are like the deepest parts, um, over 3,500 feet. So he's intentionally going to like the deep, deep waters. Tom and Jackie were then dragged to the top of the deck. So that's when they hear the heart-wrenching sound that they know so well of the anchor dropping. Oh. Um, apparently this anchor is like massive. Yeah. And they yeah. Had dropped it hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like at that point, like Tom, Tom knew, you know, they knew what, yep. what was going on. Yep. It's pretty obvious. So at that point is when Tom realizes that they're not going to make it out alive. And so he does attempt to fight back. And he does what they describe as a reverse mule kick and kicks Skylar DeLeon so hard in the groin that Skylar is lifted off of the ground. Oh, thank God. He slow got ca- slow clap for you, sir. Tom, nice. Well done. So JFK at that point yeah, intervenes. That's and why he, he's there. He punches Tom so hard and violently that Tom is knocked out okay. for, for a moment. And I know that they, they don't make it out of this, but... I'm just so glad he got that one he last. Did. He had, yes. Mm-hmm. I, Me too. Me too. He got that one last kick in. So the, cu- the couple at this time, they were tied to the anchor with a rope, and Skylar DeLeon then releases the anchor down. They, t- they tied them to the anchor of they, their boat, and they had to sit there through that. They had to sit there through the anchor lowering and tightening. Oh, my God. And essentially pulling them out to sea. And it is reported that when Skylar released the anchor, get ready. No. He let out a devious laugh just prior to the couple being dragged down into the ocean. The chain set out to sea, pulling them deeply into the water, and they could do absolutely nothing. After the mission was accomplished, Skylar de Leon apparently let out a loud woohoo. And JFK then helped himself to a beer in the fridge. To celebrate the mission being completed. Oh, yes. We're so brilliant with our fake documents in this boat where yeah. the owners are not accounted for. Successful nothing, mission. Nothing could go wrong from here. Right. <laughs> right. Let's have a beer. So they celebrate. The yacht comes back to shore. Skylar calls Jennifer first thing and says it's done. And and Jennifer asked if he was sure. And he said, yes, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm a complete and utter evil bastard. Mm-hmm. And he calls her, it's reported, several times throughout the mission because she is just as much a mastermind in this crime than the three stooges were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like she was like the queen bee yeah. at home waiting for the worker bees to, yeah, to return. Yeah, sounds like it. Like she was in on this too. I wonder how much too. of it was really her idea. I do too, and I didn't. Since she wore the pants and was like the brains of the operation. Exactly. Of their marriage. And Skylar is such a liar that it's yeah. hard to, to know where the truth lies. Um, he kind of, the way he put it in the interview is the interviewer just blatantly asks, was it her idea to kill them? And he 
he softens everything so much it drives me crazy <laughs> and he's like well she is the one that mentioned um what if they possibly weren't um here anymore oh my and god yeah he does that with everything like to make it yeah. sound delicate yep the reporter's really good at bringing back like so you murdered them right like yeah so and and she was in and she was okay with yes. it and so i i really liked the report i was like yes yeah stop don't, don't let play him. his games yeah mm-hmm. and she doesn't so i was like good good for you so skylar had a motto no body no crime so they really thought they oh, had gotten away with this um, they thought they were in the clear <laughs> shocker there's more though um they did they they do not get away with it spoiler alert oh i'm i'm surprised i know this is such a well thought out plan <laughs> They had documents, Amber. Official documents. Yeah. Fingerprints. Yeah. How could it go wrong? Well, I will tell you. Okay. So friends and family thought that Tom and Jackie had been um, off-selling the well-deserved. Tom's son, Ryan, recalls reaching out to him after a couple days, and the the phone would just go straight to voicemail. But he didn't think anything of it immediately because... They thought, well, maybe Tom and Jackie decided to have one last cruise. They were, you know, getting ready to sell the boat, and maybe they just went off for a couple days, you know, just to finalize things. So they didn't really start searching or worrying immediately. I get that, yeah. Tom's older brother, Jim, had talked to him just prior before the, the murders had happened as well. And Jim told Tom, let us know when the deal is done, and, you know, I'm going to come help you move, so you just let me know when you need my help. And so about... A week went by. The family and friends, they're starting to worry. Mm-hmm. No one's heard anything. At that point, Jim, Tom's brother, mm-hmm. and a friend of his went to the dock to see, is the well-deserved there? What's going on? They do find the boat. The boat. <laughs> they do find the yacht is docked, so they decide to step on board. Interesting. Yeah, the the yacht was back. Isn't that... stayed back? It stayed back. Well, it's Skylar's now. In their dock space. Mm -hmm. Jim gets on board, and he said things were notably out of place. He notices right away. He tells his friend, don't touch anything because we might be looking at a a crime scene. Oh, gosh. Smart man. Yeah, definitely. So they didn't touch anything. They didn't run their fingers on anything. There were things in disarray, clearly. So Jim is suspicious immediately. This is a week later, and they hadn't even tried to... Nope. Wow. Nothing. I don't know that if they did attempt to, to clean it up, it didn't say if they did or didn't, but there were still things clearly out of place, mm-hmm. and, and it looked suspicious. Yeah. So Ryan, Tom's son, said about, you know, around that week, Mark, he had asked his brother Matt over the phone, like, what do you think's going on? What's happening? And Matt at that time said, I really think they're dead. Oh. He kind of knew. You know oh, how parents wow. have that, like, yes. you know, it sounds like he just kind of, he knew. Mm-hmm. 11 days passed, and Jim Hawks finally filed the missing persons report. After seeing the boat, it was like, okay, something has happened. Mm -hmm. Something's not right. The De Leons were mentioned in the police report because they were the ones that were inquiring about the boat. Right. So their names are brought up right away. So they call Skylar to be interviewed, and the interview, again, this person does not. You can call him a shit face. Yeah, this, (laughs) this turd. Does not skip a beat, friendly as complete, friendly as can be, compliant, smooth. You know, oh yeah, I was, you know, I was always looking for a boat, and I'll, we were on the market, and and the police know, can run their background and be like, you're always looking for a boat, and you're eighty thousand dollars steal, in, sir, right, in debt, and you live in a garage. Cool, yeah, and he is. I'm always in the market for a boat too. In that case, right? <laughs> Same. I could use one. 
So they asked him, where did he get the money for this boat? And Skyler, he said that he'd paid cash for the boat <laughs> and that the couple had mentioned something about heading down to Mexico. I don't, I don't know. No big deal. And so they're like, where did the cash come from? How did you get this amount of money? And so Skyler actually says in the interview, well, it was from a, dr- a drug deal. I knew like, you I'm were going to be honest with you. It's It was from a drug deal. I deal drugs. And that threw the police off. They're like, oh, okay, maybe. Plus, he had all of that documentation that the boat was signed over with the fingerprints. Apparently, everything looked official enough at the time because the police initially, initial investigation. they bought this. What? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? But yes. So, initially, they're like, well, we don't have anything to dispute this Or to, like, right compare now. it to. Like, I can't imagine those documents were so well prepared by these shitheads. I'm going to agree with you. So maybe, like, initially, initially. Right, like they at were first like, right, glance. Maybe. And then they're like, oh, we have to let you go because we don't have anything right now. But So they do, yeah. They, ha- they do let him go at that time. However, trouble arises when the De Leons go to the bank a couple days later. And, and they attempt to withdraw money out of the, the Hawks bank account. Oh, yeah, you don't say. I know. Aren't you surprised? Yeah, it's weird that the bank would be like, um... Huh? There's a problem. One thing I didn't mention uh, that I meant to is that when Jackie signed her document, knowing that these were the last moments of her life, badass bitch signs her name, Jackie Hawk, and she left the ass off. <laughs> Slow clap yes, for my girl. exactly. So he gets his last mule kick in, yep. and she does too. She's like, you're not getting a thing. Yep. So suspicions arise. I don't know if they were a originally able to get any of the money at that time if they did they didn't get far because Skyler's parole officer these people I can't he calls the detectives with a tip because Skyler had called to ask permission to leave the country oh huh hey red flag right so the the wow. parole officer's like mm, I think that maybe this Something is, is there's a correlation here right okay, so, good job PO doing your job Skyler is arrested you don't say. Um, not for murder. It was for money laundering. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the detectives said that when Skyler was being arrested the, and they told him what it was for, that they could almost see a sigh of relief. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's not for it's, murder. Okay. It's just probably my drug deal and the money laundering. Yeah, it's we're good. Fine. It's fine. We're good. So wow. police were able at that time to obtain a search warrant for the garage apartment, as the documentary refers to it. <laughs> as and the apartment um when they go to search it they find the hawks video camera that they that they Mm -hmm. had used for all of their adventures they find jackie's computer and they find batteries for both tom and jackie's cell phone (laughs) so they didn't do a very good job at covering their tracks or any job at all yeah i don't think they tried at all Mm -mm. i do think in their minds they thought they'd gotten away with this yeah this is look at my my papers Mm -hmm. if they read the, the research on their own case, they probably would be like, what were we thinking? <laughs> right. For sure. It's just, this sounds so stupid. When we see it in writing. Yeah, it's real bad. So on December 16th, the police got another tip that the Hawks Honda CRV was located in Mexico. They found out that the vehicle had been dropped off by Skyler with his wife following in another vehicle to pick him up. They were spotted by numerous people. Detectives Smooth. decide that this is, it's all right, it's time to contact the district attorney mm-hmm. because we've got 
enough here. So that's when they um, contact Matt Murphy, who I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier in the case. And Matt Murphy realizes right off the bat that he, and he fully acknowledges, like, I don't know anything about boats. So when we're looking at this crime scene, looking at this boat, like, I don't know a lot about Mm -hmm. what I'm looking at. But he did know someone that did know a lot about boats. And this is my my favorite person, Salty Sam. Oh, yes. A longtime friend. Of Matt Murphy, good old salty Sam. I got a nickname someone in my life that. I know. Isn't that catchy? Yeah, salty Sam. A.K.A. Gary Burns. He'd grown up living on boats. Um, When they introduce him in the documentary, he says, I'm not a nine to five kind of (laughs) guy. Hair, disarray, beard, you know. Love it. Love me some salty Sam. So when when Matt Murphy calls and explains the situation and, you know, what they're looking at as far as a crime scene – um, one of the first things that good old Salty says is that when you're dealing with a yacht of that size, you're going to have more than one anchor. So oh. he said what I would do first is is go see if those anchors are in place because there's going to be more than one. And so sure enough, when they go to investigate the boat, Only one of the one anchors anchor. is missing. Mm-hmm. And so that was the point when they're able to start piecing together what had happened okay on the boat and so they begin to question Skylar again because at this point they've they've got a lot yeah like they I mean they pretty much hand serve themselves to to the detectives right. I feel but so this is essentially where Skylar ends up throwing himself under the bus probably unintentionally but he mentions that Alonzo Machain was with him when he purchased the boat and they are more than welcome to talk to him about the Oh, the incidents to talk to the squeaky, yeah, nervous guy. So Alonzo, as we mentioned, is the weak link, yeah. and the the detectives knew that. Um, upon meeting yeah, him, I'm sure he was probably per- perspirating <laughs> profusely For, from every pore. Yes. So what he actually did first, I I don't know if it's when his m- name was mentioned, and they were you know trying to find him. He, fl- he flees to Mexico briefly, <laughs> but he ends up coming back, turning himself in. Wow. And he spills it all. Oh. The detective squeaks. said he was literally the only one that had a guilty conscience in, in any of okay, this. Sure. So yeah. he was the only one that felt anything any about sort what of he had done. And was being eaten up by it. And apparently, apparently it got the best of him, and, and he ends up turning himself in, and he, he spills it all. He mentions JFK. He tells, you know, every detail about what they did to Tom and Jackie. And um, he's got the egg on his McChin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. And so at that point, all three men are arrested in these murders. As uh, Skylar would say, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at now? Right. Crack me a beer. <laughs> I'm sorry. This case just makes me so oh, mad. Me too. So this is a, the, the point in time where I'm like, uh, wait a second. What about Jennifer? And yes. I assure you that the, the detectives were not done. They went after her next. They had all three men in custody, and, and they did go straight after Jennifer. Jennifer, this is the part I, I, do, I do not love. Um, I guess I get it. But Jennifer was offered full immunity. Mm-hmm. If she agreed mm-hmm. to testify against Skyler, yep. and she would not do it, she really? refused to testify against him. Really, so that changed thing in her changed things in her case, and she was also tried for first degree murder along with the rest of them. Good, 
And this is the ironic part. Skylar did not hesitate to throw her ass right under the bus. Wow. Color me shocked. Yeah. So even after she's like, nope, not doing it. He does not hesitate to say on the interview publicly that this was her idea. She was the, the head ringleader. Never trust you, a, a, a slimy, good-looking man. Yep. <laughs> Sorry about you, Jennifer. Uh, I'm actually so glad that she didn't. Right. Because it ended up turning around and ramming her in the ass anyway. And even seeing her um, being interviewed like by the press and people saying, well, what if they come after you next? And she's like, well, I'm just going to try to think positive and assume that somebody wouldn't do that and take a mother away from her kids. Um, except that's exactly what you guys did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, I know. I can't. <laughs> Seeing them say these things, it's just like, yep. oh, there's no remorse. There was no, no remorse. No. We'll talk about the sentencing. Jennifer, after four hours of deliberations on November 17th of 2006, she actually now goes by Henderson because she divorced Skylar oh, okay. a couple months after the murders. Hmm. Maybe because he threw under the bus. Possibly because that bus weighed a ton when it went slamming over it her. Did. I get it. She was sentenced to two. She was sentenced to two full life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole. Amen. She is currently housed in the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla. Am I mm-hmm. saying that right? Yep. Chowchilla, California. So on to Skylar. Just a little bit of a, additional info. As all of this was unfolding. With the the murders of Tom and Jackie, there was another case that came to sur- to surface during this time, and Tom and Jackie Hawks were not the only victims of Skyler. Oh, there was another man by the name of John Jarvie that Skyler <laughs> that Skyler had apparently been in jail with and served some time. Um, I don't know all of the details other than Skylar somehow conned this man into taking out $50,000 on a condo and um, giving him the money. And John um, agreed to drive to Mexico with Skylar and, you know, go see about the condo. Again, Skylar's a con man, so he was able to convince. And in my head, this is all so bizarre. Right. He gave you $50,000. But he somehow made it Spun it in a way that seemed reasonable. Yep. And so they drive to Mexico and Skylar slits John's throat there. (gasps) Oh, Um, my gosh. And I also read that this was while Skylar was on furlough. I don't know what he was on furlough for, but this was in his um, original jail sentence that we talked about for the burglary. He was on some type of of furlough when he committed this murder. and And he comes back. And in one of the articles I did read, so he used some of the money to purchase an anal sex machine with um, the jail's computer. I cannot (laughs) confirm or deny if that is true, but that is what I read. Hold on. There's an anal sex machine? (laughs) That's what I took from all that. I I guess there is. No idea that such a thing had been engineered into the world. Okay. I seriously hope it was delivered to the jail. Right. <laughs> like just oh, saying. That's for me, yeah. Alfonso. That's, that's mine. Mc, McChin, can you bring me that Amazon delivery? Officer. For me today? Officer, is my box need, here yet? I need my anal machine. I want to Google you it You know how so there's bad. like a punching bag that's on what a, I, Yes. That's what I pictured. Me too. Like a, how else know. could you describe, how else could it be, it's Amber? It's got to be that. And it probably makes a really weird mechanical noise. Oh, you know? for sure. You have to like oil <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I know what we're Googling right. after this. Sure. Or there's like a soft hum to it that you just, you go. know. Mm, like, okay. And it just like punches. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think we pretty much <laughs> painted the picture of what it was. <laughs> oh, shoot. So when asked in his interview if he killed the Hawks, Skyler's response was, oh, these get me. He said, well, per, I, I guess uh, according to the law and, and stuff like that, um, yes. Ac- according to the law and stuff. The reporter's like, so the answer is yes. Right. He's like, yeah. Like, he speaks so delicately. I almost want to show you a clip of these interviews like everything is so minimized and so he just puts that delicate spin like it wasn't that big of a deal perhaps he's taken the anal machine one too many times and it's it's uh it's softened his voice box softened many things yes (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys we are on fire tonight no we just really hate this man he is out of this world out i i just i really i'm with matt murphy i've never seen anything like i agree how, how he yep. presents himself, how he just, everything's just not a big deal. Yep. It's, well, maybe I kind of did. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. according to and the he law. talks just like that. Oh, of course. Whiny little bitch Back to his um, sentencing, the three murders he was being tried for. Mm-hmm. They, they were merged into one trial. Okay. And so on October 20th of 2008, the verdict did not take long. Uh, guilty, guilty, guilty on all three accounts. Good. On April 10th of 2009, Skylar DeLeon received full sentencing. He was sentenced to death by Orange County Superior Court Judge Frank Face. Oh, Face Yeah. I was like, holy cow, they did not okay. mess around on no. this case. At this point, I'm going to refer to Skylar as she. Mm-hmm. She is now on death row in San Quentin. And uh, actually, I wondered if she was in San Quentin. Let me revise that because she was in San Quentin. Okay. She did end up getting transferred to a female facility and oh. is, is reported to be doing much better there. Okay. Apparently after the sentencing, and I don't understand all of this, you know, fully, but after the sentencing, Skylar's attorney tried really hard to prevent the death penalty, but it did not work. Mm-hmm. Even in the um, one of the interviews, the attorney's just like, I'm just trying to keep keep him off death row. Like, like I right. feel like the attorney was even like, like yeah, I got yeah, nothing. For sure. You know, yeah. it was a pretty, Total shit bag. pretty much done so, deal. Right. So she is currently still on death row? She is still on death row. Skylar is alive at 41 today. She legally, as we had mentioned before, changed her sex to female. I believe that was in 2019 that it was official, but around 2009 when she um, began taking like the hormone okay. therapy. Starting the transition physically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was my understanding. So... It was also reported in 2009 that she got really frustrated about not being able to have the the gender confirmation surgery, and she did try to cut her own penis off at that time. Oh, goodness. Ouchie. Ouch. Yeah. Can't say as though I feel sorry for any pain that she felt after what she had done. And I so. don't know if she was successful or not in doing that. But Weird that they don't have pictures attempt. available for you to Yeah, I'm peruse. grateful that they do not. <laughs> <laughs> but... Now, I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, because like I said, the original documentation and and the um, documentaries that I covered and I watched, they did not indicate anything about Skylar having, being wanting to transition to a female. Mm -hmm. However, 
in reading some of the later articles, it does indicate that there was a possibility that this murder operation had something to do with her getting the money to have the surgery. Have the surgery. Did her wife say anything about that? Because I feel like that would have come out from her eventually. There was some indication that Skylar's wife may have known, and even some reports that Skylar wore women's clothing, oh, you know, sure. sometimes. So I'm not sure how early on okay. this all kind of came out and started to transpire. Okay. But so, so that's one theory. That's that a, yes. The desperation for the money and was I don't, for that. I don't but know. But they if were in significant debt and living in that small apartment and I Right. So there's a lot there's of speculation lot. Mm-hmm. that could there could be some truth to that. You right. Know, maybe, or it could have been all of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was starting to really think about having the surgery done and and maybe it was a part of it. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, but I did read that that, you know, that was could possibly, possibly have been a motivator. So, I mean, maybe some for the debt, maybe some for the surgery. I don't right. know. So I also found an, an article from January 18th of 2020, so this wasn't long ago, that Skylar has petitioned for um, gender reassignment surgery, hoping to get that while in prison. There was controversy as to whether taxpayers should have to pay for that surgery. Thank you. I'm not going there. I'm I, not even going to go there. I, but I, I, I'm th- presenting the facts. To an inmate on death row yeah. for the brutal murder of three people. Give me a break. So okay. back to the other two uh, yes. in this case. What's happening with McChin and JFK? JFK was sentenced to death as well. Wow, okay. He was charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Um, it did not take long in his case, too, only a matter of a couple hours for the jury to reach their decision. Sure. He is also still on death row in San, San, San Quentin. Quentin. They didn't mess around on this case. I'm really surprised that they put two people from the same crime in the same I know. prison. I was surprised about that, too. But they did. They did not no, mess no. around um, because they were such good people. They yep. were just selling their boat to buy a house to be with their grandbaby. I believe the prosecutor saw those tans and was like, mm-hmm. "Not on my They're watch." They're so pure. Mm-hmm. They're going down. Mm-hmm. So Alonzo Machain, after agreeing to testify against uh, De Leon and Henderson, and he was the one that and, originally told every the truth. Yes, and Kennedy. So Henderson is. Uh, Jennifer now. Right. Um, So he was sentenced to 21 years in prison for his involvement with the murders, and he was found guilty of two counts of involuntary manslaughter. He is first eligible for parole in September of 2021, coming up very quickly. I have mixed feelings Mm. on Alonzo. I think he was very much, very much persuaded into this, not that what he did was right. I'm sure he was going to get a cut of the money. He knew what was going to happen the whole time. So he's a corrections officer. Yep. Like, he probably had the tasers now that I think about yeah, it. He knew better. Because I was at the time like, where did they get the tasers? Well, yeah. And the handcuffs. Yeah. There the we go. officer, Amber. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> You're over there thinking about the sex kits, and it really comes from the correction <laughs> officer. <laughs> so so that's our case. Um, wow. One of these, so one of the detectives in the case, he, he had said at the end of the uh, the 48-hour documentary that every time he drives by the the sea where Tom and Jackie are located, he says hi. Oh, he'll probably do that for the rest of his life. Did they ever find the anchor? They never found the anchor, and they have never found the body. So okay. they're still oh, what, they're poor what kids. remains are still 
in the sea. So poor kids at that as deeply as they, you know, went out into the ocean, they'll probably to the Catalina. Yeah. They'll probably never find them. Mm -hmm. Tom's son, Tom and Jackie's son, Ryan had said, you know, when they, when they read those verdicts, it wasn't that happy, exciting moment they were just sad because they never got a chance to say goodbye to their parents they'll never be able to bury them right and they just they felt sadness you always think of those moments of like guilty and sentenced to death Mm -hmm. as these victorious moments but no they still don't have their parents exactly it changes it changes nothing and I and I do have conflicting feelings about the death penalty we talk about that a lot and it's just I, I can see why it was sought after in this case I, There's no question. I agree about. with that, and I also have conflict conflicting feelings about it. Sometimes I can. So I Jennifer understand. has life is in prison for life. Yep. And no, no possibility. JFK and Shitface are still on death, death row. row. Okay. And yeah. then McChin is going to more than likely be out. Probably. I mean, I don't clean if he's been a model prisoner. I'm sure that he doesn't strike me as the conflicting type. I guess you never know. And I know he's a little bit into it. Yes. He he was the weak link. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, September of this year, he will be eligible. Wow. So that's the story of Tom and Jackie Hawks. They were great people. They were R.I.P. Tom and Jackie. We hope that you are sailing together. Yes. And yachting. And yachting. I hope you have a sailboat and a yacht. In the clouds. In the clouds and just went to a better place. Good Absolutely. Lord. It's a tough one. That is. That was. So do you have a brain bath? I do have a brain Kay. bath. So this is just a little, just a little ditty. <laughs> it really made me laugh though. This is about a birthday party gone wrong. Okay. So comes from the insider.com. It says, on my 10th birthday, my mom got a pinata. My best friend was trying to hit the pinata, and on his backswing, he clocked me right in the forehead. On his forward swing, he broke the the pinata open. All of my friends saw the candy and immediately rushed to it while I was laying on the ground bleeding with a huge gash over my right eyebrow. I had to go to the hospital and get five stitches. On her 10th birthday? I'm just picturing the swing, like, you know, to the back. Yes! The per- I think and this a- this person yes. not even realizing she it connected clocked. with skull. Yes. <laughs> they're just so excited about the candy and the, the pinata. Yeah, on the front, the pinata burst, and all the kids are just like, yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I feel like this is probably a clip that was on, like, ridiculousness, and we never know. Do you Have you ever seen that show on MTV, it's Ridiculousness? It's been a long time, but And they yes. show, like, these clips. Some of them, though, you're like, that person really got hurt, and the clip just automatically ends, and you're like, give me more. What? I need like, a conclusion. There was what a legit happened? injury. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. T- tenth birthday party memories. Stitches <laughs> and... And yep. all their all of her friends got candy. They got the candy. And she didn't. She got the stitches. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's it's, funny. It's so not funny that I had to chuckle because it's like this poor child's laying there bleeding and the kids are like Everyone's just going candy. for the candy. Yep. <laughs> so Good there you Lord. have it. I bet there's a lot of pinata stories out there. I bet a lot you. of nuts have been kids cracked. with a stick. Broken noses. Yeah. It's all very dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for that little cleansing of our mind we appreciate it and follow us on social media leave us a review if you feel so inclined and we hope that you enjoyed listening to us today and come back next time on sunday for our next episode well we'll bring you more horrible tales yes (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) right all right bye-bye